You're listening to a Church Doctor production. You're listening to the Big Church, Small Church podcast with John Hunter. Conversations and tips for churches to engage in outreach communities to reach new people for God in your neighborhood. Welcome to the Big Church, Small Church podcast. It's great to be with you. We're doing a special edition here. We're going to call it Inside Edition because we're all inside. Um, for COVID-19. And for this first Inside Edition, we're going to talk about spiritual friendship. What is spiritual friendship all about? And though our our heart and our mission is to do outreach, uh, to reach new people, and that is our goal, uh, you also have to do uh, care work. Um, If you don't take care of the new people that you reach or the people that are with you right now, you will end up losing those people. And so uh, we're all about holistic discipleship. We're all about making disciples and you know, um, wanting to go in depth as well as, um, uh, you know, just breadth in terms of reaching new people. And so today we're going to talk about um, spiritual friendship. So I hope you guys enjoy this podcast. One of my favorite movies uh, that I want to watch every single year is Lord of the Rings. I love Lord of the Rings. I love the story of Frodo and Samwise Gamgee, right? So Frodo is off. He's taking this ring to um, to destroy it. He's going to take it to Mount Doom in Mordor where it was created. He's going to throw it into the lava, right? And there's great power in this ring, and Frodo is the only guy who's able to carry it. And for whatever reason, Samwise Gamgee, his gardener, decides to go with him, right? It's, is there any reason why Samwise should even go at all? Is he actually needed on this trip, or is it just going to slow Frodo down, right? Is it just going to be another burden for Frodo? Is he just going to eat more of the food that Frodo could eat? And uh, Samwise Gamgee actually plays a really, really important part uh, in, in this whole journey. The whole time, there's this great bromance between these guys, like, right, that they are they're great friends, they're companions, and Sam has this way of just, uh, when it becomes a burden, every time it becomes a burden uh, to carry this ring, that Sam just spurs uh, Frodo on. He encourages him. He gives him that extra oomph to keep going. And there's a point in the movie, right, or a point in the book, depending on which one you do. I'm actually reading the book right now. It's way bigger than what I thought in way more detail. Uh, but it's amazing, right? And so there's this point in the movie where Frodo, he gets almost to the end, right? He's climbing up Mount Doom. He's about ready to throw it in the ring and destroy it into the lava. And the burden just becomes too hard to carry for him. Like he just can't, he can't take another step up the mountain, even though he can see the destination, the end, the light at the end of the tunnel, he can't quite get there. And Sam has this line and uh, it's, it's a brilliant line from the movie. He says, I can't carry it for you, but I can carry you in life. We're going to need somebody at some point to carry us in our life. And we're going to have go through trials. We're going to go through uh, really difficult times in our lives, you know, that that we're not exempt because we're Christians from uh, going through really hard times. And in fact, you know, Jesus talks about us picking up our cross and carrying it. And sometimes we're going to need people to help carry us in life, that you're going to need a spiritual friend. And 
I've experienced this in my life, you know, and spiritual friends are people that are they're lifelong Christian friends that will really help you and encourage you in life. And it's not only just during difficult times, but they especially step it up in difficult times. And what am I talking about a spiritual friend here? Let me give you guys a short definition here. A spiritual friend, we're talking about somebody who is two to three people in a group. It could be you and one other person, or it could be a small group. And you probably should be all of the same sex just because, you know, you might talk about things that you struggle with. You might do confession of sin uh, during this time, and you don't want any of those awkward moments. Obviously, you know, your wife or your husband will be your spiritual friend, but it's good to have somebody outside of that, uh, somebody that you can share your burdens with, somebody that can pray with you, somebody that will help you to become more Christ-like and push you to become a, a real spiritual leader. Jesus, uh, he even had this, right? He had a couple of disciples that were closer to him than anybody else. Uh, Peter, James, and John, right? They were his boys, right? They had more access to Jesus than the other disciples. And you can see this, this relationship on several occasions throughout Scripture that there are certain times where Um, Jesus spent more time with Peter, James, and John than he did with the 12, and he spent more time with the 12 than he did uh, with the 72. And so Jesus models this, obviously, for us, that we can have these type of relationships with us. But also in the great, you know, in, in time of revival, John Wesley and his Methodist movement, he divided people up into a very similar system. Right. He had the class system, but he also had bands. Right. Bands were the smallest part, um, a a very, very small group of people who were the same sex that they uh, had time of confession and encouragement and spiritual nourishment, that these were people who were a closer inward circle. And I think the best example that I can think is Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, that God, the triune God, has a very, very, very special relationship that it's very, very tight knit. I was very skeptical of having a spiritual friendship, and some of you guys might call it accountability. And I'll just want to go back on that real quick. That I like the word spiritual friendship better than accountability, and I know that some of you guys have probably heard the word accountability before. What I love about the name spiritual friendship over accountability is that accountability sounds more like sin management and just time of confession. And though confession might be an aspect of it, that I think a spiritual friendship goes way beyond just sin management and sitting there like, you know, you and one other person with a candle in the middle, you know, confessing your sins. I would never do that for sure. And I was very hesitant in starting a uh, spiritual friendship. I can remember 12 years ago, a guy from my church that I was at at that time he wanted to start one. He was uh, my housemate at the time. His name was Andy. He says, oh, why don't we start something called a life transformation group? That's what we called it. And so Andy said, I- I- I've got this other guy named Luke that I think that the three of us, we could get together. Uh, we could pray. Uh, we could read a little bit of the Bible. We could just uh, encourage one another. And I said, all right, that sounds great. So we get together and uh, <laughs> we meet for the first time. And it was cool. Like, it was fine hanging out and stuff like that. And then Andy started talking about uh, confessing sin. And Luke and I were sat there like, oh, man, I don't want to do this. Like, this is crazy. Um, and so Andy bravely took, like, the first step, right? He just he stepped out in faith. He did it. 
And Luke and I didn't, we just sat there like, I'm not sharing what is going on in the depths of my life. Like, I'm going to confess my sin to God. Like, that's what we do as Protestants, right? That's what we do as Christians, right? We confess our sins to God. We definitely don't tell anybody else. But I think something really happened, uh, like, great in that time. And James talks about this, uh, and he says, if we confess our sins to one another, we will be healed. And uh, obviously, like, I, I think that we that we confess our sins to God for forgiveness, but we confess our sins to each other to bring healing. And, you know, I think that there is a lot of truth to this. And, I, and there's a lot. I think that's why so much good comes out of things like AA and things. Uh, um, oh, what is the other one called? Uh, oh, I can't think of it right now. But, you know, other support groups like this uh, where you can you can you know, be honest and open about your struggles because there is great healing as we bring things into light. Now, I wasn't ready to confess sin right at that time, but because Andy was bold and he took the first step, eventually Luke and I, uh, we started to talk about some of the things that we struggled with in our lives and obviously that we confessed it to God, uh, but we also started to confess it one another. And as we brought it into light, you know, God began to heal those things. And that was one aspect of our spiritual friendship. But these guys, to me, they're my lifelong brothers. They're my spiritual brothers. And they live around the world now. We don't live anywhere close to each other. But I know at any time, in any place, that these guys, we had a, a special spiritual bond closer uh, to any other friendship that I've ever had. I, I think about it as like kind of the David and Jonathan relationship, right? David and Jonathan, they shared everything. They were I mean, they were really uh, brothers from another mother. They uh, had a special bond, a special love for each other. And I feel that way about Andy and Luke. And I still pray for these guys. I still love these guys. I might not see them. I mean, we try to FaceTime or or get together over video chat sometimes. But these guys will, will always have a special connection with. And uh, it's a deep friendship that is is rare. But it's a risk. And that's why most of you guys won't do it. But I am telling you, you are missing out if you don't try a spiritual friendship. It is the best, honest, most beautiful relationship. But I'll tell you why most of you won't try it, because it takes real vulnerability. You really have to let people in to the deepest part of your life. And if most of you try it, a lot of you guys will try to stay very, very surface area. And I'm not saying that to like, you know, uh, um, diss on you guys or anything like that, but it does, uh, it, it is hard to open up. If Andy wouldn't have taken that first step, there's no way I ever would have tried to do it. Like he was super brave in sharing the deepest parts of his life with us. And it's the same thing. You guys, like we all put our barriers up. We all put our walls up. But I tell you what, if you're willing to trust somebody, if you're willing to find that right spiritual partner, um, that right spiritual friend in your life, it is, it, it's amazing, joyful experience um, and it's just so graceful. Another reason why some of you guys won't try it is because uh, it's just so busy. And particularly, like, we're so busy here in America, right? We've got a lot going on. And obviously, we're unable to do something like meeting face-to-face with somebody right now because of the barrier of COVID-19. But if you do take some time to, to meet with somebody, a spiritual friend or a spiritual mentor in your life, these will be people that will encourage you when times are tough. These are people who will celebrate your greatest moments 
together. They're the people that you can share the deepest parts of faith with and, and share an accountability relationship. Think about one of the greatest moments in Jesus' ministry is uh, he takes Peter, James, and John, and he goes up on the Mount of Transfiguration. Right, and they share this special moment. You got Elijah on one side, you got Moses on the other, and the Father speaks that, and 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 the Son is glorified. Right then, the Son is fully revealed, and and the Father says, "This is my Son. Listen to him." Right, and there's this really, really special moment, and Peter, James, and John get to uh, have that intimate, that special moment with Jesus. No other disciples get to share that moment, and if you have a spiritual friend, you will get to share those moments of uh, when of people uh, reach a point of real victory in their life. You'll get to share that mountaintop experience with them, but in that mountaintop experience, you will also share the valley with them. That Peter, James, and John, they all had to descend from the mountain together with Jesus and follow his path to the cross. And it's the same thing in our spiritual relationships. Andy and Luke, they, again, they were always safe people. They listened to me, but they never judged me. They pushed me always to be more Christ-like, to be more like Jesus. And they helped me to discover a relationship with Jesus. Andy actually is somebody that helped me explore the vocation of becoming a pastor. I never thought I'd ever become a pastor. I thought I was the last person ever that should be a pastor. But he's actually somebody that encouraged me to pursue this ministry of, of becoming a pastor. And uh, this year I'll be finishing up seminary and uh, I'm really excited for what the, the future holds. So uh, there was somebody who believed in me when I couldn't believe in myself. And I think that that's a, a real key point there, that, that you will need somebody to believe in you because you won't always believe in yourself. Another reason why you need a spiritual friend is that they will carry you. We already talked about Samwise Ganji, right? You need a Samwise Ganji in your life, right? Who is your, your Samwise, right? There will be a time in your life where you will be like a marathon runner, right? And you won't feel like you're able to go any farther in your faith. You're going to, boom, hit the wall, Right? But you need to continue to go and finish the race, right? And so we need to surround ourselves with those great cloud of witnesses who will champion us in our faith and who will carry us in our spiritual lives. Spiritual friends will carry us when we don't feel like we can go any farther. A third reason why you should have a, a spiritual friend uh, is to remove your blind spots they're great people to tell us who we really are. They're going to be the ones that put the mirror, the spiritual mirror right in front of our faces. And it's not out of judgment. They're there to listen. They're to, they're to encourage us to be more Christ-like. But they're the ones that are be able to say, um, yeah, I think that, uh, that maybe you've got a blind spot here or there. And uh, to really to help us to, to grow in character, um, to become more like Jesus, and um, just to... Uh, you know, to, to live more for, for Christ in all aspects of our lives. And another reason, the last reason why I think that, that we should all have a spiritual friend is that, uh, and it's the, it's the most important reason, and that is growing closer to God. That as we grow in that intimate relationship, as we learn to trust another human being and open people up into the depths of our lives, the more that we're able to let God into the depths 
of our soul, that you're able to let God into a little every area of your heart. If you're willing to let somebody else into all the depths of the areas of your heart, you're definitely going to be able to let God into the depths of your heart. And as you grow in closer in relationship with other people, you're going to grow in intimacy with God beyond anything that you've ever been able to grow before. By growing in love and trust with a spiritual friend, you're going to be able to love and trust God, but you're also going to be able to love and trust other people. You're going to grow. We're all going to, you, you grow out of your insecurity, right? You realize that you don't have to have it all together. You don't have to hide behind your mask. You're going to be able to be your true authentic self and to be able to love and accept others for who they are as well. Well, thank you so much for joining me on this podcast of Spiritual Friend of Inside Edition. Um, I hope you guys have a, are, are doing well. Again, send us your prayer requests. Send us questions about what you have on uh, this podcast about a spiritual friend. I'd love to kind of field and, and, uh, and take some questions that you guys have to ha uh, ask about this. And I'd love to, uh, yeah, share any, any kind of, kind of questions or uh, anything from my spiritual friendship experience that you guys want to know. Well, grace and peace to you guys. Hope you guys have a great week, uh, praying for you guys. Love you guys. Grace and peace. Take care. Thanks for listening to the Big Church, Small Church Podcast, a Church Doctor Ministries production. To download the show notes, go to thesendmovement.com. For questions, coaching, or other network opportunities, contact John Hunter at J-O-N-H-U-N-T-E-R at churchdoctor.org. If you've liked this episode, please give a review, subscribe, and share it on your social media platforms. 